Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, if you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. That's the email address, comments at AFR.net. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano, and good morning to Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Brother Steve. Good morning, Brother Tim, and everybody. Hey, I'm digging the tie today. Thank you, yeah. A little bit of a uh, Peanuts uh, theme going on here. Yeah. M- musician. Musical. Charlie Charlie Brown, when you say Peanuts. Yeah. So yeah. Peanuts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It's true. It's, it's Peanuts. Peanuts. Peanuts, peanuts comic strip. Gonna, yeah. Peanuts cartoon. And TV character. show, right? Um, yes. Uh, it was a TV show and a... And a and a uh, comic strip and a way of life for a lot of people. <laughs> That's right. Uh, good morning, Brother Steve. Good morning. What's what's leading the news? Well, well, let's talk about this. We've got a new uh, contender in the Republican nomination for President of the United States. And uh, his name is Vivek Ramaswamy. First generation American. He was born here, but his parents immigrated from India. I, I, and- I, let me just stop you right there. I, I know our listeners hate it when we interrupt one another, but I am going. To, I, I think uh, uh, this guy is going to be in the news. Yes, quite a bit. I am going to really enjoy hearing Tim pronounce his name. He has just now gotten. Buttigieg. Uh, no, but came back no. to bite you pretty no. quick there, didn't it, Ed? <laughs> Trying to Kareen. mock Brother Tim, and he, and he couldn't remember how to mock me. Corrine uh, Jean Pierre. In the Bible, I, I couldn't remember her name for a second. No, I don't think anybody's got Pete Buttigieg no. down, but uh, but uh, I am going to yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy. I told him I said just start with Ramalama Ding Dong. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna get there eventually, but I'm sorry. Okay, so you sound very like, smart guy. I, I, hold on just a second. I'm gonna start by doing this phonetically. Yes. And by the way, this gentleman that we're talking about, even though to a lot of Americans he has a very funny, uh, especially last name, I say funny in a good natured way. I'm talking about it's a uh, an Indian uh, uh, name, right? Which a lot of Americans aren't used to pronouncing yet. Okay. So what is uh, he's a very smart uh, guy. I heard him speak uh, about a week ago, ten days ago or so. Yep. In person, you said he was impressive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, now he's, he's a young guy. I got. I don't even know if him. he's shaving. He's yet. thirty-seven, I think. Yeah, he's thirty-seven, so he's shaving. But all right, what? Uh, what? Yeah, get, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna get this thing right. right now. Uh, go ahead and tell me, Vivek, V I V I V K. Yeah, Vivek. Okay, Rama Swami, Rama. Ram. Uh, Swami, like a sandwich you would get. A what? At a like New York, an Indian guru. Oh, at a New York deli. I'll have the Rama Swami. Yes, with extra right. with extra salami. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, as as people That's with last funny. names like Battaglia yeah, oh, yeah, no. and Wildman, <laughs> yeah. we can make fun of other people. That's right, because we've been ridiculed and made all fun our of lives. All our lives. By the way, I think you just gave Donald Trump his uh, new the guy's nickname here. I know, right? Ramaswamy Salami. Ramaswamy uh, Salami hey, or uh, Ramalama Ding Dang. I, I let's see. I I don't know what his so, uh, some of his uh, social views are yet, but I've been very impressed with him. Well, let's his take positions. a look. Let's take a look at least uh, when he was announcing. He announced last night on uh, 
Pecker Carlson's show on Fox, but he was again on this morning with the Fox and Friends crew. And uh, just let's listen to a little bit about what he has to say, why he's running. Cut one. I've tried to deliver market solutions. I've written books. I've complained about the problem. And I think it's important to see the problem with clear eyes, the rise of secular religions like wokeness and climatism in America. But to me, Brian, I think we now need to go upstream and solve the problem. We're in the middle of this national identity crisis where you ask most people my age, really any age, what does it mean to be American today? You get a blank stare in response. And I'm on a mission to deliver an answer to that question, because as much as I've been complaining about woke culture and identifying that problem, I think the way we solve it is by delivering an American national identity that is so powerful that it dilutes those woke agendas to irrelevance. Amen, brother. Yeah. Huh? He, he's, he has got some forceful, conservative approaches. Uh, I, I uh, watched his short announcement uh, and have read some things. Again, I'm just playing a little catch-up uh, with Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm going to the Ramaswamy salami thing. That was unintentional, right. but right. I, I'm going with it. I'm right. putting it on a T-shirt. Uh, so I'm catching up a little bit and I'm reading some of his positions. He has got some really insightful things to say, kind of penetrating analysis of what's wrong here and the energy he shows and the love he has for the constitutional republic that was gifted to us by our founders yeah. is really encouraging i'm just happy to, to your point tim i'm just happy to see young people yeah with that kind of understanding standing standing up for the right things 37 years old uh now it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of nickname donald trump comes up for him you know you don't think it's gonna be a ramaswami could be. well it if could it, be. if he comes Ram- out Ram- with ramaswami Ram- 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 salami yes. that will prove that he listens to our show <laughs> Um, he he promises the first thing on day one he's going to repeal every affirmative action uh, (laughs) effort in the the country or at least in the federal government that's a way to draw attention from the left right right, right off the bat huh you know that's kind of taking a little bit of a page out of the um, uh, Donald Trump playbook because Donald Trump if I remember this correctly Donald Trump shot to the front of the pack of the of the Republican uh, field in 2015 as the primary season began to unfold. Remember, there was this big group of Republicans who were running for the nomination. But when he, when he said, I'm going to build, I'm going to build a wall and the, and then Mexico's going to pay for it. That was just being played everywhere. He went right to the front of the line. This guy here may be trying to take a page out of that playbook and kind of with the provocative recommendations uh, that particular thing, I don't think he has a snowball right. chance. He, he throws to do, it. He throws it out, and then he says, "Let's talk about it." He gives yes. them a chance to talk about why affirmative action is harmful for the country. Uh, he and that's why he wants to end it. Not necessarily that he could day one, right? But uh, if if he if if he could, he would. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he announced. He announced right, a third candidate to officially announce Last behind uh, Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. Okay. We, this, so this, so this, far we have. We have uh, Donald Trump. Yep. We have Nikki Haley. Uh-huh. And we have uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Correct. Awesome. Very I'm, good. I'm, I'm good when I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so those are the three official entries into the Republican primary. There will be more, but yes. Yeah, who's next, do you think? 
Uh, I've heard uh, Tim That's Scott mentioned. Um, the senator from South Carolina. Yeah. Which he, he, he would be awesome in, in anything. I, I think someone like Mike Mike Pompeo is going to have to – he's going to have to throw his name in the hat in the ring, so to speak, mm-hmm. before he gets drowned. I think Mike Pence will make a perfunctory run. I don't think he'll get far. But Mike, no. So you, you think the next step could be Pompeo and Pence? I think so. Those yeah. Those two guys – have to get their names in before when i say drowned drowned in the the number of republicans that are probably going to throw their hat in the ring it's going to be a uh, governor ron DeSantis, uh, a lot of interest in in uh, whether or not he's going to run looks like he is he's traveling the country he's got a new book coming out he's uh, making television appearances uh, so um you know he could get in too so and there could be some other, you know, who knows? Governor Asa Hutchinson, uh, former governor of Arkansas, has been mentioned. Governor of Virginia. Um, um, Youngkin. Youngkin. He's been mentioned potentially. Christy Nome yeah. of South well, there, Dakota. There could be 10 or 12. Yeah. Do you think they'll have as many as Democrats had uh, in 2020 where they had to split 17. up the debates? Oh, yeah. They had to split that, up the debates the first year and the second year? I read something very uh, interesting now you know what. We'll let's go on with your news. But stories. for right now, today as it stands, there are three who have officially yeah, there are put their name in the hat. Uh, so we'll see. Go ahead. All right. Um, some interesting happenings out of the Southern Baptist Convention. The Southern Baptist Convention has kicked its largest congregation, the largest church, SBC Church, out of the club. They have disassociated with Saddleback Church in uh, the Rick Warren, Rick Warren's founding pastor. founding pastor, his church in uh, Lake Forest, California. But Rick Warren's no longer; he hasn't been the he pastor. Re- he retired last year. Okay, um, and they uh, called a, another pastor. And the, the reason that this church, there's six churches that are being disfellowshipped, five of them for the same the same reason. Um, the uh, the pastor that they hired named his wife as the teaching pastor of the church. That contradicts uh, the Baptist faith and message, the doctrine uh, of the Baptist church, which, quoting uh, the Apostle Paul, says that women are not supposed to be teaching men. And it's a, that's a very strong belief in the Southern Baptist Convention, most Baptist churches. And um, it came up in Anaheim. Uh, last summer at their convention, and uh, they've now taken this action. You know, I, I find it interesting that you have uh, different churches, denominations, whatever you want to call them, that are having to struggle to stay with their own beliefs, follow their own beliefs. So you have the Catholic Church. There's been articles. I don't know if we'll talk about it today uh, in terms of do you give communion or the eucharist they would right. say to um to politicians who fight for abortion rights when that is considered to be a mortal sin in the catholic church right. the uh, united methodist church do they hold to their own book of discipline when it comes to ordaining practicing homosexuals right. uh in the ministry even though clearly the teaching is against that do, do, so these churches and now you're talking about the Southern Baptist Convention. These churches are having to fight battles, theological battles, uh, that w- were never fought about. I mean, these these are things they're being challenged. Their own doctrines are being challenged by the people within well, the denominations. Yeah, uh, all doctrine if, of a church, of a 
Protestant or the Catholic Church comes that you should be able to to to, to trace it back to Scripture. Right. Scripture says that homosexuality is a sin. Therefore, we will not endorse homosexuality. Right. How you deal with a gay person in your church or what you say to them does you know that's a little less clear. But but every doctrine in the church needs to be. And when when the church starts leaving the scripture, right, they start kind of downplaying the authority of scripture. All kinds of mess comes up. It's it's amazing that every single denomination, for example, that has started to go to weak on gay marriage or homosexuality, it started when they abandoned the authority of scripture. Right. So this is I, I, I'm not surprised at this. This is a a a serious tenet uh, that Southern Baptists have held to forever. Yep. And so I, it, but it is surprising that you know, now the largest church in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. Out. And, and five others. I, I don't think they should have been forced out. I think Saddleback Church should have uh, taken themselves out of the Southern Baptist Convention <clears throat> for this reason. Um, they no longer subscribe to the Bathel, Baptist t- teaching on the role of women in the church. Whether you agree with it or not, the uh, Baptist teaching is, uh, the Southern Baptist teaching is that uh, they don't believe in women preachers. Right. <laughs> if I can put it in a modern-day vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you know that. When you when you sign up to go to, to a Southern Baptist church, they don't, they don't have women pastors. And so for Saddleback, who's a SBC church, in my view, they should have just stepped aside when they decided to do this, okay, instead of making the Southern Baptists have to kick them out. That's my view. Yeah. But uh, the, the net effect is that the uh, Southern Baptist has uh, disassociated itself from their largest congregation. Yes. That, it, that's really the largest Baptist church in America? Southern Baptist Church. Southern Baptist Church is in? Lake Forest, uh, California. Yeah, well, okay. Next story, Steve. All right. Um, interesting court case, or um, actually, no, let's go here. Um, the January 6th committee, uh, as you know, uh, held What's court. January 6th? What is that? I'm That's not, uh, it was, They had a party. That. Was it a party at the Capitol? No, it was a... Uh, that was, wasn't that the Super Bowl? It was hmm. a Super Bowl party at the... No, it I'm was... I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> it's, uh, as you remember, January 6th was the uh, crowd that... Invaded the Capitol, had a little bit of a riot at the insurrection, Capitol. Insurrection, yeah. Steve. Bringing down the whole country. Worst our, insurrection in history. Without any guns. Threat to our republic. Yeah. Well, um, the, the, the Democrats convened uh, their committee, uh, and as we know, they didn't allow the Republicans to put who they wanted on. They handpicked two Republicans who they knew would, tr- would tote the Trump is evil line, and they did their charade of a, which a lot of people, it was all scripted, mm-hmm. And the video that they showed there were handpicked video clips of what supported their narrative of Donald Trump is evil and sent these people in in order to overthrow the government. Now, the video has been uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, has handed all of the video, all of it, over to Tucker Carlson. And... We're about the, Fo- to, the Fox News host. Fox News host. We're about to see. Um, we're about to hear what uh, what the January 6th committee kind of didn't. We're hiding. It's, it's about to be brought open. Um, 
Jamie Raskin, who is the um, – What uh, were they hiding? Well, there's a lot of people that say, for example, there's video I saw of the Capitol Police that, uh, opening the door and inviting the uh, the in, the January 6th crowd in. Come on in. Come on in. Have a have a look around. What are you um, offering offering? Coffee or what? just about <laughs> what, coffee what do you mean? Vanish. What do you mean? What well, do you mean? Well, welcome to men. I mean, they literally opened the door for them and stood aside and and ushered them in the Capitol. Okay. There, there were some parts of the Capitol where the Capitol Police were not trying to stop people from coming in. Okay, and and whatever you make about that, uh, what we're expecting to see is how much of that kind of material the Democrats, the January sixth committee did not want people to see. Right. I want to be clear. A lot of times I ask questions and I already know the answer to them. You always I'm ask kind of like You Kres- always know the answer to the questions I'm kind you of ask. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of like Kreskin in a way. <laughs> uh, the amazing Kreskin in a way. Oh. But I just wanted people not to email me and call me and say, uh, get Tim off there. He doesn't even know what happened on January 6th. Right. No. I do know what happened, but I have to ask questions for people who don't, maybe who are new listeners. interviewing Steve. You are, Steve. you are representing your listeners is what you're doing. Well, a representative Jamie Raskin from New York, I believe, uh, is not happy. He's not happy at all. He never is. No, with this. And I wanted to let you hear what he had to say. Cut eight. Devin Carlson is a pro-Putin, pro-Orban, pro-autocrat propagandist. So while we've got the president of the United States over in Ukraine expressing solidarity with the forces of democratic freedom, Kevin McCarthy is releasing these tapes to one network, not making it public for everybody, not giving it to CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times Washington Post, giving it to Fox News and to Tucker Carlson so he can forward his propaganda theories. And as you say, this is a serious security risk. I mean, the reason, you know, there's thousands of hours of footage that are out there already, but the reason all of it wasn't released is precisely because it lays out floor design, it lays out evacuation routes, it lays out where the vice president went, it lays out where senior members of Congress were evacuated and so on. All right. Now, all, I, all that stuff's not hard to find out anyway. That, that's what I was going. That's what um, I was going to ask uh, because some of those issues are legitimate to raise. Uh, I, I I do wonder why Kevin McCarthy did not release this to the to all the networks. Maybe he will. Maybe he was giving it to Tucker Carlson uh, just to make the Democrats head spin. <laughs> because <you> <laughs> because the Democrats were extremely unfair. Uh, to the point of not allowing the Republicans to pick what members they wanted right. on the January 6th committee. They picked two Republicans who were anti-Trump. So I don't want to hear some of what, what – what's his name? Jamie Raskin. Raskin. Uh, don't don't give me your, uh, your pitch for why you think Kevin McCarthy is biased. Uh, they also milked that thing for a, over a year yes. with the January 6th committee. Come on, you could, you could do that in a, in a month. But I, but I do, but I do wonder. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm guessing most of that kind of information is rel- uh, relatively free to find out. It's available. You mean all the capital? Yeah. As many people work and have worked and have been congressmen and senators, you could. Anyway, I, I don't buy that. Uh, I, I I do think that if the security there, issue, I don't the, buy. If if there are, if there is a secret 
plan for getting members of Congress out, then that that would be problematic for me. Right, making that available. I don't think Tucker Carlson would show a secret. Yeah, that's right. not the point. I don't think Kevin McCarthy would release uh, something that had a secret place or right. that that you weren't supposed to talk about. I, I would also say that one of the things that the the quote unquote January sixth insurrection end quote, which is how the Democrats uh, characterize the events of that day. One of the things it did show was the the U.S. Capitol is probably not adequately protected against a terrorist group that wanted to storm the U.S. Capitol. I hope that there are, you know, I hope there's guys with machine guns somewhere in the U.S. Capitol to prevent that from happening. Well, uh, let me just say this, too, about this, and we've mentioned this before, and this is my take on it, but I think this is accurate i wouldn't be saying this you're right what the democrats did right here was just make a big show a big a big uh theatrical release for for over was it over a year or so i think so okay with all these january 6th committee hearings on and on and on and on you're right they cherry-picked their two republican members they didn't they didn't allow the republicans to assigned their own to the committee. And and then they cherry-picked uh, the way they presented all the information and the videotapes themselves and the guests and the people that, right. that they interviewed. So so that was all one-sided, okay? And I have a problem with everybody can present their side. It's kind of like a court case. You want to hear right. both sides. Uh, however, let's cut through all this to what this really was. And, and everybody knows this, and this is why I say this could have been done in a month. What happened on January 6th? Was it 2020? Yes. Okay. No, it was uh, 2021. Wasn't, wasn't January it? of 2021. 2021. Yes. The what, election was in 2020. November. This is my opinion, Tim, and and I don't – this isn't even Ed's or Steve's, and please uh, hear my heart. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to my heart, Ed. Uh, what happened on that day? First of all, President Trump shouldn't have sent those people down to the uh, Capitol building. They were an emotionally worked up crowd. They had already had their rally at the White House to make their point. They didn't need to go down and get that close to the Capitol, and President Trump should not have sent them down there. Now, if you disagree with me on that, that's fine. I'm just telling you human nature would, would advise against that, okay? That's number one. Number two, President Trump said go down there peacefully. He said I'll go down there with you. He didn't, by the way. But he said I'll go down there with you, and you go down there and you make your voice heard peacefully. He didn't – President Trump didn't have any – I don't think had any idea that, that, that what would happen that day when they would actually go into the Capitol building. Right. Okay, so number three is it wasn't an insurrection. It was people who, who uh, let their emotions get out of control. They were not violent, okay, as a whole. They, were, they may have had a couple of incidents. These people, uh, they did go into the Capitol building, hundreds of them, right? Yes. They shouldn't have. Yes. Uh, I think they, were, uh, they weren't They were stopped uh, by the Capitol Police for whatever reason. We're going to find out, I think. They weren't stopped. Uh, it wasn't an insurrection. They didn't take guns in there and, and start kidnapping people. They went in there uh, and, and walked around, okay, basically, and they were upset. But they didn't burn the place down, they didn't take hostages, and they didn't use weapons. 
So it wasn't an insurrection. Quit calling it one. I'd like to add quickly that I am suspicious that there may have been federal agents planted in the crowd to try to push people to commit acts right. of violence as a way to get to Trump. Now, we're gonna that's find, my I, suspicion. I think we're going to find that out I in hope the, the coming weeks and right. months. Uh, I think we're going to find that out, and I don't doubt your suspicion. All right, so we're out of time, unfortunately. Uh, but anyway, hope you have a great day, everybody. Keep listening to American Family Radio. Appreciate Steve. My pleasure. And Fred and Rick and Abe and our uh, producer, Brent. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.